is Alicia Christian, and welcome to the Eating Me Podcast. Hey guys, it's Leash, and welcome back to another episode of Car Confessions. You know, nothing says car confessions like me being stuck in traffic and just, you know, having to just deal with it. And it's wild because like in New York, you can get into traffic pretty much anywhere in the city. Like you can just be randomly on just a side street. And because someone has decided to like double park in the middle of the street for God knows whatever reason, you're waiting for them to, you know, return to their car because they went inside to go, I don't know, drop some stuff off to their kids or whatever the hell. Like it's, it's traffic here. A lot of times is just unnecessary. Especially when you get to, like, a point where you're thinking, okay, that's where the traffic began. And then you look and you see, it's like, why were we stuck in traffic? It, traffic here is just, it's ridiculous. Like, And for those that live here, they completely understand what I'm talking about. And if you live in a place where you, there is unnecessary traffic, you totally understand what I'm talking about. And I think also, too, I think a lot of people that drive here, we're all from different places. I think I might have said this on one of these um, episodes of Car Confessions. But because people are from so many different places, too, I I, I don't know. Despite us having, like, traffic rules, you know, you live in certain places, some things just kind of go by the wayside. Like, for instance, here in New York... You can just randomly do a U-turn on streets because you don't want to be stuck in traffic or whatever. You just like, forget it. I don't want to be on this street anymore. Let me just make a U-turn and go back the other way. Like you literally can do stuff like that. I couldn't do that in Evansville where I'm from in Evansville, Indiana. That would not fly. Like you would be donezo. Yeah. So it's like all these different things. Like I said, the double parking just on random streets. U-turns, just anywhere. It's crazy. But what's funny here is that you cannot turn on right when the light is red. And luckily, I don't know, did I get a ticket for that? I don't know. But the point of it is, you can't do it here. And where I'm from in Evansville, you can turn on right, you know, um, unless there's a sign that says you can't turn on right. But it's just understood. You can turn on right. Uh, Like I said, I found out the hard way that that was not a thing. I, like I said, I think I got a ticket. Don't quote me, but I know it sticks in my mind because I, I, who knows? I probably did it and, you know, here we are. It's wild. But I'm on 95, which is like a highway that actually goes through a lot of places. Like, you literally could get on 95 and I think you can go, like, really far north and, you know, as far south as possible. Like, 95 is a thing, like, you know, it is what it is. So I'm on 95. For those of you who are wondering, like, where's Leash at? I'm on 95, y'all. But I wanted to get on here and just talk to y'all. Like, last week, listen, I, it was a thing. It was literally a thing. Like, it was just nonstop stuff happening. And the thing is, I wanted to get on Car Confessions and talk to y'all. I completely forgot about it. I was so exhausted by the time I got off work that I was like, you know, I'm just ready to go to bed and lay her down here because I was cooked. So, you know, I'm back. I mean, I still, you know, put something out for y'all, but it just completely 
just flew over my head. Like I said, I was completely exhausted. And even though, like, I did still put something out, like, it was just like, wow, Leash, you normally would be losing your shit right now because you didn't do what you're normally used to doing. And I talked about that. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, take a listen. Not too long. I don't think it's even uh, 15 minutes long. But the point of it is, it's like the growth that I've had just in the course of the past few months, right? It's just unbelievable. And the work that I've been doing on myself has been insane. I just, uh, seriously. And I never thought that I would get to a point where I would be so aware of what I'm doing and and being mindful of certain things that I do in my life, for instance, my eating. And I shared with you guys at one point, if you, I can't remember which episode it was of Car Confessions, I brushed over the fact that I was starting somatic meditations by way of me addressing my emotional eating. And y'all, if you haven't listened to the episodes with Michelle Lau, she actually came on the podcast twice. We talked about emotional eating. She's an emotional eating coach. She's trained in somatic meditations. She has tons of other certifications. Like I'm not doing her justice by you know, trying to sell her, uh, you know, as, as a credentialed person. But all that to say, this woman has changed my life. Like, I'm serious. And to say that I'm completely, you know, all my emotional eating has been completely obliterated and I'm, you know, it's over. No, it's not, right? Like, I still struggle with it. But I'm, and I, but I'm more aware of the fact that I want to emotionally emotionally eat. She's given me tools on how to actually navigate, you know, emotional eating. I don't always succeed. Let's be serious. Like, I, I, I just don't, okay? But, like I said, I am so much more aware, and it is really allowing me to take the time to also not beat up on myself if I do emotionally eat, because that's what would happen. I would have a knockout, drag out food session with myself, kill it. I mean, just eating all kinds of shit. Like, it was ridiculous. But just doing it in a way where I was just not even present. I was completely dis- disassociated from the whole situation. And then by the time I came out of this quote unquote trance, I was like, shit, I just ate that whole fucking thing of Oreos. How the hell did that happen? Or a whole bag of popcorn. I'm like, leash. What the hell? Just completely not paying attention to my eating. Because whatever emotions I was feeling at that time, my body was not regulated in the way of actually dealing with those emotions. And it's not always sad. You know, I, I think a lot of people kind of like think, oh, emotional eaters just sit around and eat, cry themselves to sleep, you know, you know, because of their, their horrible lives. No, a lot of times... My emotional eating is because I've done something great, right? And my body's like, we need a reward. We're so amazing. And it's like, why do I have to reward myself for a lot of times shit I'm supposed to be doing anyway? It's not like, you know, I'm just out here 
and I'm, you know, constantly in, in the mode of life saving, you know, all day, every day. I mean, you guys know I'm a nurse practitioner, so I do do some things that do require helping people's health and wellness. But some of the stuff that I'm, I'm asking for snacks for or my quote unquote reward for like because I went to the fucking post office and actually mailed off shit on time like it's dumb shit like that that really doesn't add up you're just like how are you just out here you know uh just asking for Oreos because you went to the post office like it's ridiculous but but I realized by way of me going through this emotional eating uh program that a lot of my emotional eating on even on the sadder side or when emotions would be overwhelming or I get stressed, like even happy, a lot of it, like I said, was because my body just wasn't regulated in the way of understanding emotions. Emotions were always like kind of like more of a suppressed type of thing in, in, in my life uh, for various reasons, right? Um, and getting to like the root of certain things like in terms of worthiness uh, feeling like, you know, am I capable of doing certain things in my life? Um, addressing traumas that have happened to me, like it, not realizing how um, affected, you know, I, I was I was affected by a lot of this the, the trauma that has happened in my life that I've allowed to just kind of like move through you know, time and space without addressing it, it has been insane. Like to think about it now that I just was like, yeah, those are things that happen, but then not realizing there were certain triggers in my body. There were certain things that were happening um, that I didn't even like remember. Like my brain was like, girl, I have shut this out because we cannot handle it. But my body was like, oh, I remember that shit. And this is not for us to deal with because we've never dealt with this. So let's go get some Oreos. Let's go get some donuts and let's just make it like it was. Like seriously. Um, and it's, it's just crazy that how our bodies remember so much shit, you know, it's wild. So some of you might be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like this somatic meditation, this, that, and the other. So bear with me, but somatic meditations are these basically like sessions that Michelle was taking me through or someone who's trained in somatic meditations takes you through where you are getting to the root of certain emotions, certain traumatic situations that have happened in your life and how they are continuously showing up by way of triggers that take place in your life. And you don't understand why certain things are triggering you to say eat or you kind of freak out about something, but don't know why you're freaking out about that certain situation. So because your body is responding to that, you might, like I said, you might resort to eating. You might have a full-blown panic attack. You, everyone responds diff- differently. Um, I am an eater. That's why I started this podcast. And while I'm still on the journey of learning about how eating works for everyone, how, you know, all the complexities, the good, the bad, the ugly of eating. It was so refreshing for me to go through this program and understand that a lot of my binge eating, a lot of my overeating and all that stuff 
was because I had so many things, traumatic things in my life that were just left unaddressed. And I needed something like the somatic training or meditation rather to help me start pulling back, right? A lot of what was happening to me and just really really seeing it for what it was, right? And knowing that it was trauma and knowing that it was not okay that a child, that you do a lot of inner child work, that a child should not have had to deal with those traumas that happened, right? And it's funny because even with myself and I'm learning and I've learned and I'm continuing to learn about trauma and how it re, um, how it actually affects children, right? Um, trauma is one of those things that we're still learning about, right? And for some of us, it's new because we don't even realize how trauma has affected us or that we've even gone through traumatic shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of us just think, oh, that's just some shit that happened to me. Like, what can I do? It's like, no. Some of this stuff that has happened to you, whether it's big trauma or little trauma, and that you'll hear people say big T, little T trauma, just depending on the severity of the trauma, it's still trauma. And your body um, responds in ways that might cause you to do things like overeat, that might cause you to do things like, you know, have major anxiety or whatever that looks like. And so you're coping, like my coping is eating, like I've said that several times, some people's coping is drinking, some people's coping is, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever that vices that kind of like numbs you out, that helps you cope with whatever triggers and whatever trauma Uh, you've dealt with, and sometimes because we are doing these things, we just think it's just just an addiction that I picked up and I don't know how to break it, or some people don't even realize it's an addiction, Um, and some people will joke and be like, oh, I'm a foodie, what can I say, and it's like, and I was that person, but yo, I am just a greedy fool, I love eating, but it was like, is it just that I'm a greedy fool, or is there something else going on, right, and then I realized there was much more going on. I felt so empty. And I don't know if anyone's ever felt that. It's just that sense of just emptiness. And you're trying to fill this hole because of whatever circumstance or situation um, that happened, it has caused this sense of like emptiness in your body. And it's, it's just so, it was just so wild to me that I really didn't, understand the severity of this emptiness that I felt and the idea of me constantly trying to feed that emptiness and it was never enough. It was never enough, y'all. Like it it, it it's wild. And what's even crazier is even though I still have the tendency to binge and to overeat and all the things, it's not as bad as it was in the past. And so for me, that's a win. That's a major win. Because like I said, I could just completely, without even thinking about it, thinking about it, down like a whole box. I'm not even joking. I'm talking about a whole package of Oreo cookies by myself, 
seriously, and not think shit about it. Now, did I feel like, like shit? Of course I did, because that's what happens when you, you know, eat that much damn sugar. Uh, you feel kind of crappy. And, uh, or really crappy, right? And so, man, it was just wild that that's what happened during these these sessions. And each session was different. Not every session required me to, like, have, like, major, you know, meltdowns. And there were some where I had some serious breakthroughs. Actually, every one I had was very, very powerful in terms of, like, addressing things from the root and get you know gaining clarity on the fact that I was dealing with what I, oh, no let me say this again it, it gave me the um ability to see right that I was dealing with a lot of shit and a lot of these things were from when I was very very young um and it's wild because as you're going through these sessions, it's like you're being guided through it with this amazing person. I'm obviously, like I said, Michelle is everything. Like she's awesome. I'll share her information in the show notes, you know, if you're interested in it, because her approach was so gentle, but at the same time, very impactful. And for me, I can't say this for everybody, but for me, I needed that. Like I needed someone who was gentle enough to see that inner child in me that needed that TLC, but at the same time strong enough and powerful enough to keep me um, interested, if that makes sense, and keep me in line, right? And I can't say I was completely perfect, you know, like throughout the whole program. And, I, and I'm glad that I didn't allow my anxiety to really take over and for me to be all over the place with it in terms of, I've got to be perfect because that has been me in the past. Like I, I always felt like I had to be perfect at something. I, ha- I couldn't mess up or, you know, oh my God, it's going to be the end of the world in certain situations, not with everything, but with, with some things. And I was happy that I just allowed myself to organically go through that process and see myself in a way that I've never really seen myself before and acknowledge the fact that I struggle with emotional eating. And my goal is to continue improving on this journey and know that, you know, perfection and, and completely obliterating my emotional eating, it may never be a thing, right? But it could be a thing of where I take on better eating habits overall. And then some people probably think, at least you're vegan. Like, what? No, there's still things I can, can improve on and I have improved on. And Michelle's program opened my eyes to some things in regards to what I was doing in terms of my vitamin regimen and my... Uh, so just in my overall eating approach to eating in general, uh, it's really allowed me to see that eating, and I've known this, but sometimes you just need like a really um, comprehensive reminder, if that makes sense, 
that food is fuel. That's really all it is, y'all. Food is fuel, and we can enjoy it, right? But I think because of the um, marketing of food here in America, and it could be in other places too, but I live in America, so I don't know anything about anything else really. Um, and I don't want to speak to any other country because, I, I, like I said, I just live in America. But the way food is marketed here, the um, glamour, glamorizing of it, right? And the way I grew up and the mentality around food, you know, growing up, if you had food, you know, in my parents' eyes and in my, you know, aunts and uncles, even my grandmother and my grandparents, in their eyes, if you had food, you were rich, right? Like, and if you had like food in abundance, right, and you could offer your kids whatever they want, you were considered rich. And so imagine having that type of mentality and wanting to just throw food at children, people, anyone, and then you already have the this trauma, right? So you're adding food in abundance for someone who is looking for something to soothe the traumatic experiences they've had in their life. And once they realize that food's not going to be anything that's going to judge them, that's going to make them feel bad in, you know, in that moment when they're feeling bad and they need something to soothe, like food will do all the things and it might just be momentarily, but it does it and it gives you this high that makes you want to keep coming back. You know, that addiction is real. And I can speak to it. And every day I grow in grace. And it's one of the hardest things to really wrap your head around because we have to eat. We have to eat, y'all. And like I say, every day I get better and better at it. Some days it's just not the greatest. Some days I have gone, you know, balls to the wall with eating God knows what. But it's the comeback, right? And it's the self-talk, you know, talking negatively to myself is not going to help the situation, right? It's going to make shit worse. I'm going to go and probably eat some more shit and feel even worse about myself. But it's it's the comeback that I'm learning that that is probably one of the bigger things. And then also it's the idea of saying, you know what? It happened, right? Lynch, it happened. And you were in a place of where you thought you were enjoying something. Uh, and I, you know, it's just, it's just that lack of judgment. Like I said, that negative self-talk that I'm really working on and it's gotten a lot better. It has, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm just kind of like processing all this with y'all, but this program was life-changing and I'm not giving Michelle justice, (laughs) by the way, I'm explaining it, but I promise you it has changed my life. It has allowed me to to kind of like like steer myself in a different direction as it relates to food and just understand that all of that food chatter, right, that I had before, the volume has been turned down significantly. 
Like, if I had food chatter on, let's say the volume was 1 to 10, I would say now my food chatter is about a 4. And that's major, because it was always on 10. It's hell, louder than that sometimes I felt, you know? Um, and I'll continue to talk about this, because there's so there were so many amazing things that I took away from this program. It was a 12-week program. And she just really walked you through so many amazing things that you need to know about emotional eating, how to eat better for yourself, self, and to really look at, through somatic meditations, the root cause of why you are emotionally eating and what the traumatic things have ha- that have happened to you, what is causing you to feel certain things in your life. Um, and just how to navigate and approach that. I can't stress it enough. Even if emotional eating is not your thing, there's other things that have been traumatic in your life. It's living in your body, y'all. And I'm telling you, somatic meditations, like I said, they were life-changing. Not the easiest thing to go through, but life-changing and worth the time, the money, the, the experience, the transformation, it was worth all of that and more. Full stop. And so like I said, I'm going to share Michelle's information in the show notes. And like I said, I'll continue to talk about it here and there, but it literally changed my life. I'm in my last week of the program. Michelle was amazing. Like I said, if you get a chance, go back and listen to the two episodes I have with Michelle Lau. Um with the Eat Me podcast, she is the fucking truth, for real, um, she's helped me a lot, and I'll probably continue to work with her, um, to some degree, but her 12-week program is worth every penny, it's worth saving yourself from emotional, emotional eating, if that's a thing for you, and really addressing the traumas that have happened in your life and to be on that journey of continuing to heal. And that's where I am right now, y'all. I want to heal myself. I want to face the fears and the things that have been holding me back. And for me, I'm a person that gets shit done. That's just who I am. Fear sometimes does cause me to feel a little stuck. But I I try my best to find ways to release that fear fear, and find ways to get unstuck because I know there's so much more in this life for me and there's so much more in this life for you. And I encourage you, if you are feeling stuck, if you are feeling trapped, if you're feeling like you're just not moving forward and you just don't know why, regardless of if it's emotional eating or whatever, there might be some things that you need to release and... If somatic meditation works for you, go for it. I know that people, some people do tapping and other different um, therapies. It's worth it for yourself and for you to have an amazing life. I, I, I Like I said, I can't stress it enough, y'all. It's been an amazing journey and I just, I'm excited to continue on this journey. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, I have been sitting there parked at my house for a bit, but I wanted to finish this with y'all because I wanted to just share all the goodness that Michelle had provided to me. And I hope 
you get a chance to work with her or someone that can help you through your journey of emotional eating or any type of trauma-based um, healing. Y'all, regardless of what you think, and I could be wrong, but if you have lived on this earth long enough, if you lived through COVID, <laughs> listen, trauma, done. You need to speak with someone if you have not already. Um, we have gone through a lot of shit. We are continuing to go through a lot of shit. And it's so important to take care of yourself. Therapy, like I said, the somatic meditations, um, tapping, whatever is going to work for you, I say find it and heal yourself. It's so important. So important, y'all. We can't continue just going through life, going through the motions and thinking shit's going to be okay. Because eventually this shit's going to blow up in your face and you're not going to know how to navigate or bring yourself back. I encourage you, find that healing. Find that support. It's necessary. And I was a one, I would white knuckle and just, oh, I'll get through it. And it's like, why am I killing myself? Like, why am I trying to do something for myself when I know there are resources out here? You know, cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, find the help. Admit to yourself you need the help. It's okay. Like, we all need help to some degree. Nothing's going to take away from you still being an amazing individual. It'll actually enhance who you are as a person. Do it, y'all. Like I said, I can't stress it enough. All right. Enough of that. <laughs> but I feel amazing, y'all. I feel good. I, I, yeah, it's just been awesome. I'm going to head on back in this house. But like I said, find that healing. Find that support. It's so necessary. You are your only... I just say you're not your own. You're not your only advocate, but you are your first advocate. You should be your first advocate and and taking care of yourself. No one can do it without you. Think about that. Someone can do all the things they can try and help you try and do this, try and do that, but if you're not on board with trying to get that healing and help, it's pointless. You have to step up to the plate to get the help and know that you need the help and then support can come in and then just kind of help guide you along, but you have to be willing. You have to be willing. All right, y'all. Head in this house, take a shower, and then layer down. So excited. All right. I'll talk to y'all later. Love you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Car Confessions on the E2B podcast. Please rate and review the show. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. And share this particular episode with someone you love. I love y'all and keep on keeping on. I love you. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.